Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, a Star Wars episode. We have two books for you this week. We're going to start with Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 36. We got some Boba Fett in the house. Looks like on the front, I'm looking at the cover. I know it's his armor, but it looks like he has one of them fanny bags. You oh, know, yeah, fanny packs. I'm like, yeah. once you got the fanny pack, he's too cool for <laughs> that. And you get that classic, you know, cover there that you've had in so many things, including the NWA album, Straight Outta Compton. But you end up with all this going down. I don't know. These two issues, you end up in. If you thought that you're going to get Boba Fett for the long haul, you'll be disappointed. And I think by the end of these two issues, it was a filler kind of space thing, but also to put Boba Fett on the cover. Yep. Because at the end of this, he's just like, Sayonara, suckers, and just leaves. I'm like, all right. We do get some surprises, though, along the way. One that really shocked us in more ways than one that we'll get to. But as I said, we're going to start with Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 36, written by Ethan Sachs, art by Lam Medina, colors of Rifriano, letters by VCs Travis Lanham. In desperate attempt to locate a mysterious cybernetics expert who may be able to save Berlite Valance's deteriorating mind, Tonga has done the unthinkable, joined forces with Boba Fett. But the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy has one condition. The crew, which now includes new recruits, Kel, Dirge, Destic, and K-Tac, must help him complete a dangerous mission of his own, one that may be doomed to fail from the very beginning. So we don't really know what this whole mission is. Boba Fett's kind of keeping it close to the vest. But we do get a little bit of these newer characters. I mean, we do know Death Stick. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, Dirge and this Keltana and this K-Tech, I'm not really that familiar with. And what you get, it's weird. Like, K-Tech has a weird play where, just hanging out, all of a sudden, hey, look at me, a shape-shifting claw. <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you talking about? And then kind of shape-shifts and doesn't, talks about how, hey, I wish I could turn and look like a cybernetic cyborg deal. I think that this will play out. It seems yeah. like they're practicing. Yeah, it tr tries to turn into valence, valence, and it just doesn't work. It it's doesn't work. So I think at some point, this is the setup that we're going to think. Yeah. That something happened to Valance, like, oh, my God. And then it'll end up where, thank God you got that down there, K-Tech. I'm like, all right. I will say there's a bunch of these characters. I don't know if I like them yet, but at least some of them are doing stuff more than, say, the extra characters in Afra that we yeah. would get driven nuts where they would be announced they'd, and then they disappear and never to be seen again and then pop up, actually. In the background of a scene, but never really doing much. So I don't mind that. And I think that Ethan Sachs does a good job too, because we don't really need to see, say, more of Destic right away. We know Destic. I'm mm -hmm. surprised Destic's sitting in a chair and not up in the vents, as <laughs> Destic does. And one of our things that we always laughed about Destic is she just shows up wherever she needs to be. Like you could be on a planet. Way on the outer rim, there she is. And then the yep. next issue, you'll be, you know, right there on Dagobah. She'll be there. Then you'll be on Coruscant. She'll be there. It was always like she would show up at weird spots and times, but she's okay. And we know her. We know what she does. You even said before we started recording, 
So, yeah, Destic's kind of hanging. You're like, yeah, she's doing her flips and slashing yeah. people, but that's what we <laughs> expect. She's that sort of. It is weird seeing her sit in a chair. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. She's never really been seated much. She's always (laughs) crouching around and doing crazy things. And I will say, you know, we like Boss, but what's going on with him in that chair? He looks weird Mm -hmm. sitting next to Valance on that deal. It just looks like. It's like the chairs are too low or something. Yeah. It's weird. Like they're in little kid chairs. Yeah. But yeah. So while this is going on, you do end up having K Tech. Uh, off on the Enigma Catalyst to deal on the ship, doing this kind of hiding in the asteroid field while you end up having Boba Fett and everybody in what was the Slave One that you're not supposed to say anymore, mm-hmm. but they're off doing their thing, and this is the big plan. And you do end up having some weird little recaps here. Like at one point, hey, do you think, hey, Tonga, do you think that we should trust Boba Fett? I think it's a trap. Of course it's a trap. That's why I left Lasha safely off on another planet. Like, there's some really stiff dialogue, but I guess it works. Yeah, it's kind of recapping. You know what I mean? It's a weird way to play it. It it is. Uh, But, again, it works. We're at the point where they're all up in the cockpit. Boba Fett doesn't want to give the controls to Tonga, but does. There's that little thing. This is my ship. It's not just my house. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, it's true, and we know this. So you end up having Boba Fett go down below, and in the hold, you do have Destic, Bosk, Baylor, Valance, Dirge, the big guy, Forlom, and Zuckus. And it's funny because you have this whole play where this is the setup. We'll do the thing for you, Boba Fett, and then you're going to help us with Valance. You're going to end up giving us, you know, directions to who can help him. But I think like Boba Fett does not completely understand what's going on or trust that Valance is on the up and up, it seems, because he says, don't you remember me? But again, this is just to get more recap mm-hmm. because we do see and I like that, like it, he, he can remember Han Solo, but can't remember his name. He knows that he was a friend. Seems like he's forgotten a lot of things in between, but also the idea of hey, I think I might be friends with Boba Fett. They're not really <laughs> friends. They, they fought together. I'll give Boba Fett a lot of credit here because I thought Boba Fett was going to play that classic of, wait a minute, he doesn't remember? <laughs> All right. Like, we were best friends. You owe me 50 bucks. Like, something like that. Or yeah. we were best friends. I saved your life 10 times. How can Like, to try to manipulate him. Boba Fett doesn't. Boba Fett's all business. So yeah, he doesn't he have probably time for wouldn't that. do that. Yeah. So he ends up where Quinn Valance, were we good friends too? And it would have been, actually, it might have been nice to see a little extra deal. And, you know, maybe Boba Fett would say, I wouldn't go that far. Like, maybe he could admit that at one point they were from now. He goes, we were acquaintances. He wants to keep it professional. <laughs> we were work friends is what we were. And we know this. Again, we say this a lot in the series from the first trait, where you did see a lot of the stuff that went down and all the bad stuff going. but. They end up on Quank Z, the <laughs> junk moon of Oward Montel. And what this seems to be at the point they mention the Black Sun gang. This is, it has to do, we don't know exactly what is going on, but that's what's happening. What we do, we find out the dupe here is that they're going to pretend this is a Chewbacca deal. They're going to pretend that, you know, they had captured the, the group here. We have mm-hmm. captured 
Boba Fett, and we're going to give him to you because we find out that this guy who wants to kind of take over the Black Sun, he has, he's making this play. He put out a bounty. Somebody put a bounty on him. It's all that sort of thing, but they're going to bring down Boba Fett. And so when they come out, the, the weird play, though, is, is I don't know that I would trust anybody who says they capture Boba Fett and shows up in the Slave One. I think that they should have used their the airship. Because yeah. I wouldn't. I'm telling you, you get Boba it looks Fett. Looks like a setup. Yeah. And if you get Boba Fett, I'm sure that that ship has so many booby traps in there in case something went wrong. I would not yeah, want any right. parts of it, right? Autopilot, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you could have had a thing before this with that play of, you know, Boba Fett pissed, but he knows this is the plan, but he doesn't trust anybody on his ship. You could have played that whole thing that they did with Tonga earlier, but it, it, it's weird. But it only is so that at the end, Boba Fett can say, smell you later and leave and pretty much strand them until, you know, their Tay Tech can come and get them. But when they come out here, you do get it's it's OK. You know, you end up having this whole this guy from the Black Sun. He he's lying. He says, you've got to let the weapons, you know, disarm <laughs> because they can fire off weapons. There's gas all over, even though they already zapped Boba Fett two panels before. I'm like. Right away, that's not going to work. But also, you end up where they're not detecting any Zuck gas is, in the air. I detect no such gases. Yeah, he says, I detect no gases. I think this is a trap. <laughs> like where Zuckus feels like we're walking into a trap, friend Tonga. And that's where Tonga says, of course we're walking into a trap. At least Losha is somewhere else, somewhere safe. Boom, boom, boom. Swipe off to Underground Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Lasha, I guess at this point we can really like laugh at the the crazy path that she has taken, and I guess we're beyond. At one point we were so mad because she had never fired a gun and then became the best marksman. In she the got entire. a taste for blood. Look at her licking her lips. That's what I like about this. Like we had <laughs> said this, it makes it everything that we said while we were joking, hundred percent true. We were on it because we said at one point. They got to get Lasha out of here. She is getting the taste for blood. She is bloodthirsty, and she is. And the weird play, though, it looks like she's there with Lobot. Yeah. And you're the one who said this. Like, if that is, like, what's going on? How did that get connected? It looks like Lobot to me. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> it. And if you're going to play it as somebody other than Lobot, because there could be other people that look like they're going around listening to, you know, music all the time, <laughs> you have to say a name then. Like if like because you end up where Lobot it seems says I I don't think your wife would want you putting your life on the line to fight for a few credits Losha, and she should then say the name I was expecting her to say the name right yeah. oh Tommy boy who are or doing? give him yeah. some hair or something yeah I but I think it's Lobot but that doesn't really yeah play she should have said yeah Lobot I don't you know she should have said his name because when did they get connected like this to go do this. Mm-hmm. Very odd. Maybe we missed something. I don't think we did, but I love the idea that Lasha is so over the top. But she says, I'm not doing this for credits, grabs the alcohol out of <laughs> It's crazy. She is over the top. And this is definitely not what Tonga wanted. Tonga no. should have sent her away way earlier. Way, way <laughs> earlier, especially before her pet ended up getting killed. And I still think it's going to lead to pit fighting and that nonsense. So we'll see. But she's there pit fighting. And then we go back to the plan. And then we find out that this guy, Lord Zanak Grunsit, he's (laughs) the great nephew of the legendary (laughs) Zomit Grunsit and the Black Sunlight. He's trying to make his play. 
And if he ends up with this, look, I'm the one who ended up taking down Boba Fett. I did all this. I should be the big play. The problem is they're supposed to be getting paid for this. He's like, I'm not paying you. Yeah. He's (laughs) like, why would I pay you? I'm going to kill you. In the meantime, of course, Boba Fett, which I thought was a thermal detonator in his Uh hand. I'm like, that's not going to go well. He ends up having this gas that he just throws in this guy's face, kills him kind of unceremoniously. A detonator would have worked, too. I mean, yeah, I'm just thinking it would blow everybody <laughs> up and they don't. Oh, God. But gets this guy. Now, then you say that nobody else seems to get affected. Just this guy. I wish it went in his mouth, but he ends up he's <laughs> dead. And now we just have a fight. And really, all this was was for. And, and while this is going on, Boba Fett. Having a bounty on his head, but also ends up having a bounty on that guy. And ends, this is his job. He's going to get paid for doing this. And it's going to bring stuff from this guy's nephew. It's all that, you know, syndicate stuff that we always get in this. But you get an okay fight. You see some of the fighting styles of some of the people. You said even when you end up having Dirge, the big guy, seems to be on the <laughs> spectrum a bit. Everything's too loud. He's pissed. He's humongous. He's just ripping walls apart. I like him. I like him the most. I think that he's a cool character. And that's why, again, I don't mind this. Usually when we get these books like this and we're so far in, I'm like, do we need all these extra characters? But I'll tell you, even with the whole thing with that K-Tech, we know Shapeshifter. Even if it was forced, we know that. Mm -hmm. I like this big guy. It's fun. We already know, you know, Death Stick. We like Forlom and Zuckus, and we like Bosk. I mean, and Kanga. So actually, it's a pretty cool team. I actually thought we were going to have more of Boba Fett, and also obviously Valance, who's the main guy. So yeah. with that, they're trying. They're still trying to do this. Valance gets involved. I'm surprised they have him involved because he keeps forgetting things and his mind's fixed. yeah. Just keep stay in the ship is what I yeah. would say. Just- I like to at one point. Like, they didn't know the plan, and then they figure out Boba Fett's plan is just mayhem. I get one point. Thanks a lot, Boba Fett. This is the plan. He's like, this is the plan. Let's <laughs> go. And the big plan at the end, he reveals, is that he knew he would survive. You yeah, know, and I'll give him credit. Things must not be that bad. He didn't go with the flamethrower still. They didn't really go with that. He shoots the missile, but he didn't do the flamethrower. He's got his jetpack. All oh, that's pretty cool, but... Yeah, like you said, you see Destic flipping around, Tonga's doing her thing, and then they yell the Valance, okay, I hope that he remembers what he's supposed to do. What he's supposed to do is blast everybody and set them on fire. <laughs> he does it. And But yeah. in that, you do have mentions of forgetting things by Valance, but you also get mentions of those around him saying, you're not usually this over the top because he doesn't remember. He doesn't know what he's doing or how he does it. And they said, you're a little more violent right now, but I guess it works out. Everybody gets destroyed. I mean, they yeah. end up just destroying everything. Bosk is biting people. Yeah, oh, Bosk goes and grabs and bites somebody like a vampire. Yeah, the vampire bite. Dirge grabs the big gun and just starts <laughs> firing on everybody. It's pretty good. At one point when you end up having uh, Valance even get the classic pew-pews that we'll get occasionally with it, which was pretty fun, too. But yeah, all this going down, they take out everyone. And then as I mean, the smoke isn't even cleared, you end up where Tonga's pissed. Like, you could have gotten us killed. What are you doing? What was the plan? Oh, the plan was that I knew I'd survive. But here we are. And here's the deal. And gives the coordinates, the whole deal. You're going to go to a cyborg fixer named Tar Kligson. If anyone can help balance, it's him. 
And then when Tonga says, where did you get the information? We find out that it was from Boba Fett's dad. Mm-hmm. So we find Django. that out. Yeah, Django. So that's pretty cool. I mean, that really, if you're going to have something where he's not going to reveal it, but we see, and it's the only person I can trust, and then we see that it was his dad, then you know it's true. That if, if he thinks that maybe this it's something that it's not just a trap or anything. So you have that. Except when we go back, and Django's talking to him. He's like, listen, son, if anybody ever asks you for info, never give them the right thing. That's what he Always trusts. lie. But, yeah, <laughs> but they're going to go and you have a name, Tar Clipson. So that's pretty cool. And then Tonga's like, how did you know that we'd survive a battle against an entire Black Sun regiment? And he just says, I knew I would survive. Everybody else is like, oh, Jesus, criminy. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> and you I wanted like him on our team, this guy? <laughs> yeah, and that's the best. He gets on his ship and leaves. <laughs> he just leaves. And then they're like, well, I bet we better call K-Tech for extraction. Do you think whatever, whoever is at the other end of those coordinates is going to save balance? Now we get the classic Star Wars deal. They have to. They're our last hope. Boom. And yeah, you did see. I mean, it wasn't really pushed too much, but you do see that Valance is completely loose. He can't even remember things from, you know, minutes before. And in the middle of the battle, he suddenly, like, came to and he's like, where are we? What's going on? Why are people firing guns at us? So, yeah, they have to get there quick. And, you know, me and you like Valance. So, yeah, I hope that he does get there and they are able to do it. I'm wondering what he's going to think when he does if he does get everything back and like all of a sudden he's there with death stick and the, i wonder how he's going to take that or if he's going to end up and what they're going to be able to save and whatnot we'll have to see so that's pretty cool but yeah by the end i, I liked it more as we were talking it's about good action thing you know like 90s 80s 90s action the, movie the type thing stuff. that when i first read it that threw me off was oh man like we didn't really need this you get the coordinates and you they're from boba fett that's cool but these two issues, doing that first issue, last issue, going all the way to the cliffhanger. All right, Boba Fett. And then we end up here. It's like, hmm. I guess what it does is it checks off Boba Fett from the list so people can't say, why is he not on the team? You can explain to him why. It's I the guess. worst you do that in a way that some people are excited. Man, Boba Fett's on the team. And then he just leaves. But he leaves on his he's own. He's a loner. Here, so, yeah, he's not. And, you know? and you have other <laughs> things to do here. Yeah. He's going to end up having to go off. And. In this, too, there's a mention of Jabba and who you're working for and stuff like that. He's going to have to end up in Jabba's palace by the time we get to Return of the Jedi, obviously. So, you know, and just he should avoid Sarlacc pits. He's about to get eaten. But yeah, he doesn't doesn't have much time left or he has all the time in the world. (laughs) He's still going. That's how we can go. (laughs) Still, when I was a kid and I, I saw Return of the Jedi. And C-3PO is, is doing that big announcement. We're at the Sarlacc pit where when you get eaten, you'll have this awful time and you'll last yeah, thousand all these years, years or I'm something. Like, How are you lasting all that time? Even as a little kid, I'm like, it doesn't make no damn sense. Yeah, is he, getting, then, is he feeding him down there? Is he like, his natural lifespan is not they, a thousand yeah, years. So they tried to explain it then afterwards. And that's when I realized. Yeah, they're just making stuff up here. Because <laughs> <laughs> that seemed pretty big. But even in the theater, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. No. Like, well, how's that going? Maybe for C-3PO, it would last because he yeah. can live forever, yeah, basically. Really. But... Just down there. Even his batteries would probably go out. But And all that acid <laughs> would eat in the... Uh, I mean, what, what's going on down there? It'd be uh, funny they actually teeth. have, like, a side deal where you go through the teeth, you go down, and then you just live in this, like, 
off space like condominium thing that's like a pocket dimension like reed richards would make something yeah like so you're that. saying nobody really dies they just go down to the yeah, other they just go down then they pop level. into this big giant condominium that they're there yeah. and everything's given to them it's like heaven it would be uh but there you go boba fett uh but yeah it made me <laughs> laugh when, when that as a little kid uh but with all that what would you give this issue i'd give this one an eight i liked it pretty much yeah i'll give it an eight as well yeah, And we're we're heading towards the dark droid stuff, which we'll talk about more in the next issue, obviously. But we keep talking. We need to get to a certain point to get to Return of the Jet. But this book, we keep saying, you don't really need to do that with this book because these characters aren't really involved. So I hope that this does kind of go off on its own again and does a little, you know, fun little deal going down. So we'll see. But I do mm-hmm. like that. But we will continue with the next book. And the next book is Star Wars Darth Vader number 36, Target Afra Part 2. Written by Greg Pak, art by Raphael Aenko, colors by Federico Blee, letters by VC Joe Caramagna. And here is the crawl after the Fermata Cage caused Darth Vader's control of the Force to waver. He tracked down Dr. Afra to help him retrieve the ancient Zali Shield, a weapon made of kyberite. That can help force users focus their energies. Meanwhile, a gathering of droids who have been wronged by Darth Vader in the past have gathered and are prepared to take them on. And there's a lot of things that are forced in this issue. Even the idea by the end, you have Darth Vader with this dark droid army leading Mm -hmm. into the dark droid event, or at least book. I think they're calling it an event. (laughs) Uh, He's done this before. He did it in the 2015 run where he ended up making a droid army to, to you know help him out and whatnot here i like the idea that he's using any sort of thing possible so that he can kind of go about with this over-the-top force that he can't control but now he can a little with the shield mm-hmm. but this is just more of him using the you know whatever the means to an end and remember at this point the palpatine has been messing with them completely he's setting out bounties on him He's sending Star Destroyers out, all these things going on. So he does need some protection. But in the the whole play here, there's a lot of odd stuff going on to force us to this dark droids. And we do start, though, with G90. We always forget his name. He's back. G90's there. And I do Mm. like the idea that all of the droids pretty much in this have all been sliced and diced by (laughs) Vader. So they're pissed off. They want to take down Vader. And you have this one droid, Aught-6, who is kind of gathering them up. But the real play is Zed. Zed, oh, the yeah, droid, Zed. is the one who's got the plan. He's gathering the troops. He even gets BD-1 and Triple Zero involved. You got every droid here, at least the, the funny ones that we actually do like. But it is that whole play of, all right, we're going to go down the line. How did you die from Vader? And they're trying to learn from their past deaths and things like that and try to evolve. And some of the fun of this, I guess, is where you have the droids like, they think we don't care, but we do. And they do talk about something that I never thought of. And I think that when this is going on, I like some of the setup, but the story's so forced. And by the end, I don't know that I really care that much. But the idea that they put, you know, scrap parts on us. And it gets us off balance. <laughs> I, I like the, the battle droid with the super battle droid arm. He, he's pretty funny. Yeah, like there are some funny things I see in there. Like he actually, <laughs> it's almost like the super scroll, but for a robot, it looks uh-huh. like that guy, right? So yeah, they're all going around. They're all pissed off. And Vader is the one enemy that they're going to go after. Now, 
in that they mentioned Joel Tambor. Uh, we'll never escape this guy. The guy did nothing. <laughs> He's really. irrelevant to this. Uh, really. And and yeah. just even at the beginning, you know, we're we're never going to get past Fermata Cage and Joel Tambor. But you end up where. All right, we're going to get this all together. Zed's the one that, you know, is the kind of the squad leader. He's the man with the plan. I do like, though, when they're like, okay, everybody, are you in G90? He's like, whatever. He cut me in half. I'm in. And they all start cheering (laughs) and clanging. He's not going to be so happy in a couple pages when he finds out that he's just the robot shield. But, yeah, so you have all this going on, and, and they start going down the plan. And you do play out the idea, you know, almost like in Ocean's Eleven, when they're saying the plan, then we go to see if that part worked. Then we go back and it kind of goes. But the problem I have is that two weeks ago is where this takes place. We did see at the end of last issue that when Vader and Afra and Ochi, they went down to get that shield, they couldn't have been in that temple that long anyway. They grabbed the, the carburite shield and then came out. And then the droids were there. Two weeks ago, I don't think that this plan was even set and that Darth Vader was even off to get that shield yet. Yeah, it just seems like a whip. I don't too know long. why you even had you just had to put some time before. Mm-hmm. Could have been two days or it just seems like the timing don't have to be so specific. Yeah, a lot of the timing in this seems a little off. But again, what we're doing is we're setting up the dark droid server setting up stuff in the Vader book, and we have to get Afra the hell out because she has teamed up with Luke in the Star Wars book. So you end up having that by the end. So I'm okay with it, but you do get this whole play with this plan. It's kind of funny. I do like when they're like, okay, and then we're going to go down and wait till you see this G90. He's like, oh no, I'm supposed to be a robot shield because they end up not really understanding how this shield works for vader or the Mm -hmm. staff and so they figure well we're gonna go get that same material we're gonna get the kyberite we're gonna make our own shields it's gonna reflect back at at vader but in the meantime we need some time and we're kind of hoping that you'll be able to withstand this blast i'm gonna ask you right now (laughs) do you think it's Odd that he can withstand that blast because I thought he was going to get just obliterated. Absolutely. He just gets a little burnt, doesn't he? I think he yeah, survives it. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like he's just like kind of pissed off or whatever, but he's <laughs> still he's still on in, in the whole droid army by the end. And yeah. it, it's an odd play because you're really pushing the idea that Vader is so overpowered, the shield is going to end up being able to blast anything. And then he's able to withstand it. It kind of lessens it. I think it's more for the joke that he's like, I hate this as he's getting blasted. <laughs> and really, for all the deal, G90 is pretty fun when, when he does show up. He always has some weird comment and some fun. But you also go through all this other stuff with how this plan is going to work. And they end up with Arex. And Arex is a droid that ended up under a Jedi Master. And he was one that fought Vader way back at the beginning of the series. Vader ended up fighting this Jedi Master, and he got taken down. And then what happened is, in the damage, Vader used his parts to rebuild himself. So they figure, all right, well, Eric, he has a leg or whatever he says that Vader has. I'll be able to communicate it, and then we'll be able to take over Vader. This is the big plan. The problem is, after that story... Vader was completely obliterated by Palpatine and got everything taken off and had to rebuild himself again. So it would never work anyway. 
it's weird that you don't reference it when he ends up showing up and like, oh, no, that's not my leg. That, But, it, it, you know, it seems <laughs> to work at first. Yeah, like his knee, I guess. Yeah, you see this ting go on his <laughs> knee. It's like he's got the robotic kneecap. But this shouldn't have worked at all. He should no. have been there and just like, beep, beep, oh, crap, it's not working. Why not? And maybe show like the backstory of it. But instead, Vader then kind of reverses the flow, and we find out that, in fact, Zed was always with Vader. You even have it at the beginning. And they're like, oh, look at Zed, because he was somebody yeah, who you're was working with for Vader, Vader. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. Yeah, he's like, it just looked like that. Yeah. Well, he's like a quadruple, triple agent, <laughs> crisscross applesauce. Everything gets turned around, and they all are now controlled by Vader and said so they're they're doing this and the poor ought six is like the only one who seems to like really take it down and I like the idea too and it must come into play later triple zero and bd1 don't seem to be controlled they, they can't be controlled by any of this nonsense but they're just going to go with the team that has whoever's the, winning the winning deal yeah and yeah. it works triple zero is like no no I'm just going to go here and I'm on the winning team and blows up on six fed <laughs> and so that's the deal <laughs> As the, and, and you do have a little bit of an aside, but we know who's going to win. I mean, even if we ended up having all of these droids at one point, you really solidify whatever side BD1 and Triple Zero are. That, that's the side that's going to win. They're yeah, they say, oh, we, we like to murder. We just don't care who we're murdering. It just has to be anybody. Yeah, they're fine. And yeah. I like that, that they're kind of that like loose cannon in the <laughs> dark droid deal. You like, would not want them on your team. They're no, just annoying. They, I, I'm surprised. Like, Vader should just obliterate them just immediately. Just eliminate them. Like, there's no reason to have them around. While that's going on, though, you have Afra and Ochi watching. Ochi's fun, as always. He's just talking crap. And he ends up saying at one point, because we even talk about Sabe earlier, because that was when Zed's like, I, I'm not with vader i was reprogrammed and i'm now with with sabe and they're mm-hmm. like well that's even worse and they attack but <laughs> she seems to be dead a lot of people in the reddit were still like do you think she's dead will we see her again but they haven't shown her dead yet which is usually what you have to do but exactly uh, she got thrown in that ocean pretty pretty yeah. bad but we'll see uh it's always there so that she could come back i'm sure but ochi ends up man you know i was trying to get rid of sabe the whole time and I don't know, I kind of like you, whatever. And you see that all this plan, and they realize the droids kind of turn on each other, all this going down. And Afra then has a ship showing up and says, I'm getting out of here. I'm leaving. Oh, she says, you're not going to be able to escape Vader. She's like, well, we'll see. And that sets up the stuff with Luke. When she went to Luke, remember, we kind of rolled our eyes, and she said, I need to help you. Because you're the one who's going to protect me because you also protect your friends. And Vader's exactly. scared of you. And it got that convoluted deal. But Ochi says, you know, yeah, you know, Vader is the most powerful one around. You end up where Afra says, you mean even, you know, the Emperor? He's like, ah, who knows? He might be, he might not be. But boy, that little scamp who ended up blowing up that Death Star, ooh, wee. Darth Vader's <laughs> even scared of him. But I think he's a scrub. That's just kind of jokey. You know, yeah. OG stuff is, but that really throws Afra back. Like, really, is that guy Luke Skywalker? He's the one that Vader's. I better go because again, you can work it out that all right, the all the stuff that happened with her and Vader before. Then he just shows up and grabs her. Eventually, he's gonna kill her. Even Ochi, she says he's gonna kill you, Ochi. And he's like, yeah, he doesn't talk to me like that. 
<laughs> he says crap to you, but to me, like, Ochi is so crazy. But He's never said he, he was going to kill me specifically. Yeah, yeah th- that's basically his whole play here. <laughs> he's like, eh, you know, he's pretty big and tough. He is like that, that toady, though. He wants to be with the big yep. guy so he can sit and do things. It's, it is funny, like, after all of this and when we do finally get to it, just to think that he's really the only one that Vader has really let, like, live like this. Like, he has double-crossed Vader so much. Vader must either think that he's just easy to manipulate or he thinks he's hilarious. Like, he just mm-hmm. wants him around. But it is funny. It's like everybody has that, you know, friend when you're in high school or even before. Like, nobody likes this guy, but you're just friends with him because you've always been friends with him. And you even know the guy's nonsense. But, yeah, yeah you have all this. And you end up where, boom, they go. And it does look like at the end. And it is funny. It looks like the uh, it looks like BD One and Triple Zero. Like we're getting the hell out of here because <laughs> they're running off to the the, the ship. Afra's going to her ship, so yeah. you end up where they take off. She takes off, and then Ochi comes running in. I love where he just runs in. Boss, the murder droids in the librarian ran off. But she's actually <laughs> an <librarian>. archaeologist. That <laughs> said, it's funny when they say that. But the funny thing is that. Oh, she just let them go. And I'm sure Vader knows this. He's doing it again where he just runs in. Oh, my God, you'll never believe this. But that's the whole play here is that Vader's like, I I have what I want. I have what I need. I have what I want. Rebuild the droids. Let's repair it from scrap. And off we go. It takes whatever amount of time. But they do a good job. I guess Ochi, you know, got to work. And everybody's repaired to go. And now we have next Dark Droids. So we'll see how it is. Well, what are I, we I, doing with that, though? Like, what is that going to be? I don't even know. It, it's, a five, it's a five-issue miniseries like, <laughs> coming we'll out, see. and I guess yeah. it's going to, you know, tie into the Darth Vader book. I, I don't see anybody <laughs> that it's actually, I think it might be its own thing, because when we see next Darth Vader 37, you even have Qui-Gon and uh, Obi-Wan on the cover, so I don't know how we're going to play it, but. Yeah. I don't hear anybody talking about this dark droid story. I read the Not press release person. that you sent me. Yeah, yeah, I sent you the press release because we were <laughs> even like, what the heck is it? I read it. I'm like, it's not that exciting. I, I almost I... would rather not know, kind of go into it with an uh, open mind, I guess. You know, We're going to go in pretty much free and clear. <laughs> so we'll see. But even when, again, I, I usually go to the Reddit to just see the kind of the, Hey, do people seem to like this more than us? They usually do. This issue, a lot of people are like, eh, it felt weird. It was forced. But then one person I think had like, hey, anybody excited about the dark droid story? Not a response. I mean, it was mm. it, like it, nobody even like said no. <laughs> just uh, they ignored it because I Crickets. think that it's just we, we've had all of these events. We had Hidden Empire. We have all that. And of course, we had the, you know, the war of the bounty hunters and they really haven't really been that great so i'm i'm worried about this but maybe because it's the droids we could have some fun with it i'm yeah. hoping g90 is just cracking I, wise the whole time but. I, I gotta give you know greg pox and credit i mean i mean i mean all these issues where you would see just random droids getting sliced in half or whatever and we would laugh about it and then he just kind of pulled it all together into a story somehow like i said it's weird because it's very similar to what happened in the last volume, uh, the last run of Darth Vader, but yeah, eh, whatever. It's okay. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and again, it, it must just be where you're going to have some times where you need to fill some space anyway, because again, we're just waiting to get to Return of the Jedi, and you got to come up with some things. Oh, yeah. there. So we'll see what's going on. We'll see how it works out. But what would you give this? 
I just, I'd give it a seven and a half. There was some funny stuff in it, you know. Yeah, I'm giving it a seven. Yeah. I, I, I like the art enough. And again, now that we're, I'm looking at that last page with all the droids, maybe it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ochi will lose his mind during it. You'll get a bunch of crazy droids doing stuff. So we'll, we'll see. We'll be, we'll be doing it here on the show anyway. So we'll figure it out. But with that, thanks yeah. everybody. That is it for this week of Star Wars books. And I hope everybody continues to enjoy the show, reading the books, all of that. But thanks for joining me, as always, Matt. Thanks for everybody listening, and we'll talk to you all later. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.